Welcome to Tropeful, a weekly look at how trope influences our understanding of our texts. I'm Cantor David Reinwald, and this week we look at the third portion in the Torah, Parashat Lech Lecha. This is our first portion that tells of a journey forward, and as much as I am trying to focus directly on the text, this portion just feels appropriate for this week in our country's history. We, just like Abraham, are journeying forward into unknown territory. We don't know what awaits us, but we have no other choice. We must journey forward and hope for the best. I had my satellite radio tuned to the Broadway station today, and on came the finale of one of my favorite musicals, Sondheim's Into the Woods. I immediately felt that the lyrics of that song related to both our literal journey forward this week and to our Torah portion. The lyrics are, Though it's deep, though it's dark, and though you may lose the path, though you may encounter wolves, you can't just act, you have to listen. You can't just act, you have to think. Though it's dark, there are always wolves, there are always spells, there are always beans or a giant dwells there. So into the woods you go again. You have to every now and then. Into the woods, no telling when. Be ready for the journey. Into the woods, but not too fast, or what you wish, you lose it last. Into the woods, but mind the past. Into the woods, but mind the future. Into the woods, but not to stray, or tempt the wolf or steal from the giant. The way is dark, the light is dim, but now there's you, me, her, and him. The chances look small, the choices look grim, but everything you learn there will help when you return there. Into the woods, you have to grope, but that's the way you learn to cope. Into the woods to find there's hope of getting through the journey. Into the woods, each time you go, there's more to learn of what you know. Into the woods, but not too slow. Into the woods, it's nearing midnight. Into the woods, to mind the wolf, to heed the witch, to honor the giant, to mind, to heed, to find, to think, to teach, to join into the woods. And so into the woods we go into this portion. As I read through the portion this week, I noticed that the tropes really speed along the chanting and telling of the story. The majority of Genesis is rather narrative in comparison to some of the other books of Torah, so it will be interesting to compare this portion in future weeks to all of the rest of Genesis. I will be interested in seeing how other portions either move along the story at a brisk pace or slow down the story at specific moments. We will then take a closer look at those very moments to see what's going on. I am going to do that this week with this portion, but since this portion really does move the story along, we're just going to see this happen in a handful of places. And in fact, I chose to track where one specific trope landed in this week's portion. This trope is called Zakef Gadol, and it looks like a line with a colon next to it on its right. Or if you turn your head to the side, which my younger students like to do, it kind of looks like a not-so-complacent emoticon. I teach the melody of this trope to my students by singing, Skipping down the street. That is the exact melody and rhythm that goes along with this trope, and this trope notably does not belong to a larger phrase, where so many of the other tropes do work constantly in groups building phrases. So my eye is often drawn to these words that stand alone. I wonder, what exactly are they doing to the continuity of the storyline? Or are they highlighting the word on which they are placed? 
We will look at all the examples of this trope in this portion and see where there seems to be something significant happening. As I made a list of all of the occurrences of this trope in the portion, I noticed that despite the placement of the trope at the beginning or the middle of the sentence, in three out of four cases, the word was always a verb. This could be somewhat circumstantial. Biblical Hebrew does nearly always start phrases with the verb placed before its subject, but I just found this to be a really interesting circumstance. Perhaps we can learn a little more by looking into the context of the use of these words. The first place this trope lands is at chapter 12, verse 7 on the word vayomer. Vayomer. And it was said. By whom? God. God tells Avram that the land that he is passing through on the way to Canaan will be given to Avram's descendants. This is a pretty big moment in the history of our people, and for that fact, for all people and faiths who have descended from Abraham. And note that here, Abraham's name is Avram. It has not been changed yet. Four verses later, verse 11 opens with another Zakef Gadol on Vayehi. Vayehi. Now the translation of this word is literally just, and it was. So we always have to go beyond this word to see what happened. Avram arrives with Sarai, whose name also hasn't yet changed to Sarah. They arrive in Egypt, and this is part of the portion where he cautions her not to reveal that she is his wife, but rather say that she is his sister, as Avram is afraid that the Egyptians may try to take her away from him. Three verses later in verse 14, the word Vayahi returns once again at the beginning of the sentence, the same melody, Vayahi, and here the Egyptians first recognize the quote-unquote woman's beauty. Of course, that woman mentioned here going nearly incognito, at least in the text, is Sarai. The Egyptian pharaoh then speaks to Avram and literally sandwiched between two Zakef Gadols in verse 18 and 19, the pharaoh interrogates Avram as to his actions of not announcing that Sarai was his wife. The first Zakef Gadol lands on Vayomer, Vayomer, noting that the interrogation begins as soon as the pharaoh starts speaking. Vayomer means, and he said, and then the interrogation ends with the Zakef Gadol in verse 19, Ve'ata, Ve'ata, and now, now what? Now, the pharaoh released Avram, and they could go on. Phew. Chapter 13, verse 2, sees another Zakef Gadol, and this is the first one that is a noun. Bamikne, cattle. This is a list of things that Avram was taking forward with him. It reads, And Avram was very heavy with cattle, with silver, and with gold. What's so important about cattle? I guess it was really heavy. Chapter 14 gives us two more Zakef Gadols, and I'm not going to focus in on either of these found in verses 7 or 16, but I will note that they are both verbs. And it is in chapter 16 where the next Zakef Gadol pops up, and this one is remarkable. In verse 8, a messenger or angel of God asks Hagar where she is going, and the Zakef Gadol is placed on the word Vatomer, meaning she speaks. 
Vahachomer. Now, even though the story of, of Hagar has been going on for eight verses, this is the first point at which we hear Hagar speak herself. Incredible, right? She responds, From before Sarai, my mistress, I am fleeing. The chapter then concludes at verse 16, opening that verse with a Zakaif Gadol on the name of Avram, as it notes his age at the time of the birth of Ishmael, 86 years. The next time we see a Zakaif Gadol is in chapter 17, verse 4, where notably, after the last one was on the name of Avram, here it is on the name I, meaning God, referring to God's own self, while a covenant is being made with Avram. And then there is a second Zakaif Gadol in this same sentence, Vehayita, Vehayita, and you will be, you will be what? You will be a father of a multitude of nations. The final Zakaif Gadol to be found in this portion is in chapter 17, verse 11, on the word Unmaltem, and you shall circumcise. And with that, I'll end this podcast. Just kidding. It's a little painful to hear that this is the last place we hear this trope, but at the same time, it is rather meaningful and monumental, for it is the first mention of this covenantal ritual. And with that, at the end of the chapter, the portion concludes along the same themes. I hope that you see that the interesting pattern of singling out certain words is one of the prominent places where we can easily try to ask what the trope is doing and how we can ultimately find greater meaning when we uncover this layer of interpretive commentary. Please join me next week when we will climb Mount Moriah in Parashat Vayera. And I am also extremely excited to announce that you can now find the podcast at its dedicated website at tropeful.net. Until next time, be tropeful.